They are from Camden, Maine, and they've come down to share with us today. And I just want to let you know, too, there's a special meeting this afternoon as well, after our potluck. All right? Welcome, and we're glad you came to join us. like to begin with a word of prayer. Dear Father, we're thankful you're awesome, God. We're thankful for what you have done in the universe. Father, and I pray that today will be a wonderful revelation. Our eyes will be open for what you have done. Give us great faith and hope and security in what you have done for our future. Father, you certainly know all things. We pray thy blessing as we share today in Jesus' name. Amen. Carol will give a way of introduction. About 10 years ago, we started studying about the stars. Someone gave us some DVDs. Actually, they were VHSs. It was that long ago. And it was like a 13-hour series. And it was so fascinating. So it led us to study and study and we were so touched that we did more and we wanted to teach it to young people. And so we came up with a proposed Pathfinder honor. And that's how this whole thing has started with us sharing what we learned. And a lot of people are, oh, it's about the stars and they get all worried. But we're going to cover that later. But before we do, I'd like us to turn in our Bibles to Psalms 19. I'm sure it's one that you well know. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I'm sure many of you have looked up in the sky and been amazed at what you see. The handiwork, the beauty. There's nothing like being outside in a wonderful weather and looking up at the beautiful sky. But then it goes on, day unto day utter a speech. Have you heard speech coming from what you see in the sky? I think you'll understand more about this psalms as we go along. Night unto night uttereth knowledge. How much knowledge have you gotten from the stars as you look up in the sky? Other than the fact of God's greatness and things. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth. Let's, we're going to talk about the line. It says their line has gone out through all the earth. And their words to the end of the world. Do we think we're living in the end of the world? In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. So later on, we're going to be talking about the line that the sun travels. Okay? So we're going to refer back to that in a little bit. <coughs> but before we do, I want to give you a little background on several things. What we're presenting is not anything that we have made up, believe me. We're not that smart. 
but we've read books of people that are great. This was our first one, God's Voice in the Stars. We recommend this little book. This is probably one of the best ones I've read. And then we went to the Gospel, the gospel in the Stars, and then The Witness in the Stars, and then most recently, we have a friend who is also into it, and she has written God's Amazing Star Secrets, The Heavens Tell the Glory and Story of God. We have a few of these that we're willing to sell. This is written in the front, particularly for children. It's like um, a story, a story, but Pilgrim's Progress, how it was an allegory. So that's the beginning of it. But in the back, there's lots of information about the things that we'll be sharing. So that's where we've gotten our information from. But why do we want to do this? Number one, if I were to tell you that I believe in Sunday, what would you try and teach me? You teach me Sabbath. If I told you I believe in evolution, what would you teach me? Creation. If I said I had a different alternative lifestyle, what would you teach me? The privilege of a marriage that was sacred from the garden. If I were to tell you that I believe in the horoscope, in the zodiac, what would you teach me? Hmm? The stories of the star, good answer. That's exactly why we started this. Because we've been, many of us, I'm sure, have been taught that horoscope and zodiac, don't touch it, don't look at the stars, don't study any of that. That's evil. And yes, we agree, that's evil. But like on the Sabbath in creation, Satan always takes the truth and he perverts it and changes it to something mm. bad. So... We need to know the truth. And as growing up in the church, I was never taught the truth to counteract the horoscope and zodiac. And I think you will find that it's an amazing story. So that's our goal today. So I'm sure most of you, or at least some of you, know what constellation Christ is coming through. Orion. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mrs. White told us in early writings, page 41, dark, heavy clouds came up and crashed against each other. The atmosphere parted and rolled back. Then we could look up through the open space in Orion, whence came the voice of God. The holy city will come down through that open space. Isn't that an amazing, exciting thing? And um, so, have you ever wondered how every eye is going to be able to see him? Every eye shall see him? Every eye shall see him. How is that possible in a round world? Well, it's pretty amazing. When we saw this chart, northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere, Orion, one time a year, is smack dab between the two hemispheres. It's the only one right there. If you look up Orion, it's the, it says only constellation that spans both hemispheres. 
And I thought, isn't that just another sign that God is so awesome? So we are going to start, and you may wonder, I don't know, if you can't see, move up. This is like a class. You want to move closer to see these pictures, you're welcome to move up. This is number one, and this is number 12. Why do you think, other than the fact that I'm dyslexic, that I'm going to start on this side and go, go that, that way? way. Why are we going to go that way? Here, Bob, why don't you read them something, right? East to west is a good idea. Why don't you read them that and see if we'll give them a clue. John Pratt wrote Scientific Dating of Constellations. He wrote, nearly all ancient nations, including the Greeks, Romans, and Egyptians, attributed the constellations to a divine source. The Hebrews, per Persians, and Arabs attributed their names to the antediluvian patriarchs such as Adam, Seth, and Enoch. Modern astronomy confirms that the figures, or the constellation figures, most likely originated approximately when Enoch lived. Now That's how old these constellations are. Can we go back any farther than that? So... Why would I start with number one here? Did he talk about the Hebrew language? The Hebrews yeah. read from right, right to right. left. Okay? So that's why we're going to start on this side and work our way over there. And you doing this? Uh, I will do that no. now if you want me to. Um, so we have this out flat just so that you can see it, just like a flat map. But really, it's like a globe. And number one and number 12 are side by side. Okay? And what is this line? This line is that line that we read about in Psalms 19. Mm -hmm. The ecliptic line is where the sun passes. The sun's orbit. The sun's orbit around the world. And it, it goes through these constellations. And it takes about a month to go through each one of these. It goes through one a month. So it goes through. These the are year. huge things. They're big. All right. So on number one, I'm going to do it a little different than the other ones because I want you to get a feeling. If I said uno, you would know what? One. But if I told you, um, why don't you say this? Like Bethula. What would you know? Not a, like a I woman, wouldn't have known anything. Woman's name. A woman's name. All right. Well, yeah, whatever. He knows. <laughs> so the stars all have names. And we're not going to go into all the star names. But the star names on this first one, I'm going to tell you the meaning. I'm going to tell you the one instead of the uno. And all the other ones are similar. They, they have a name in Hebrew, Aramaic, Egyptian. They have the stars have a name. Most of these are Hebrew names. Go ahead. So I want you to try and picture in your mind a picture that you would get if you were told these words. A maiden, a pure virgin, a branch, the seed, glorious and beautiful, the sun who comes, and an ear of wheat. Do you have any kind of a picture? 
more than likely, if it's a virgin, it would be a female, going to have a son, is glorious and beautiful. There is a branch in wheat, so maybe she's holding one in one hand and one in the other. Well, that just so happens to be Virgo. Okay? So Virgo is laying on her side in the sky with a branch. That's an interesting word study in the Bible to read all the verses on the branch, how Jesus is the branch of this, the branch of that. And in the other hand is seed. And if we read in Genesis 3, I will put enmity between thee and the woman between her seed. seed. And so here we have the seed. And she will have a child, and his name is Emmanuel. Um, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted God with us. So all those words that I gave you are the star names. So you can see that the star names tell you what this constellation is. So Virgo the Virgin is representing Mary in the sky. And we're, the story's going to start there. Okay? Shall we repeat? Yeah. You like us to repeat? Sure. If I say one, what will you say? Virgo the Virgin. We'd okay. say it together. Okay. She's one. Virgo, Virgo the, the Virgin. Because this afternoon in the presentation, you're going to have some hand-on exercises that will make this come to life. And if you rem- remember what we're saying, that's why we have you repeat it so you'll know it yeah. for the other thing. All right, so let's go on. Number two is Libra, the scales. Libra, the scales. Back then, they did not have cash registers, but they had scales. And it's so amazing to me. The star names on these, the scales are not even. One is wanting. One the high one, no, the lower one, more than enough, heaped up. Did Jesus pay a price yes. that for us that was more than enough to cover what we needed? And so that's the way it goes. And we will have a handout with all of these names and the verses and what the summary is. Okay, so there will be a handout sheet for, yeah. for those that want it. So this is how we're going to go through the story. And we put this up to high. Okay. Number three, Scorpio, Scorpio the scorpion. scorpion. Do you want a scorpion in bed with you tonight? No. So we know that in the Bible, there was evil came into the world through Satan, through Lucifer. And the next one is Sagittarius, the horseman. Wherever you find evil, there's going to be a warrior close by. So Scorpio, um, Sagittarius, the horseman, horse and man combination, human and divine, two, two natures, natures depicted in that. And the archer is archer. pointing the arrow right at the heart. So what was number one? Virgo, the virgin. Two. Libra, the scales. Three. Scorpio, the scorpion. Four. 
Sagittarius, the horseman. So Mary had a virgin that was willing to pay the price, fight the battle for us. And then number five is Capricorn, the goat fish. Was a goat a sacrificial animal? Yes, it was. And when the early Christians, they often were depicted as fish. Even on their tombs. On their tombs. And also on the back of a car, if you see a fish, it represents Christian, a Christian life. So he was willing to fight the battle to die for us and rise again. Number six is Aquarius, the water man. So when he died, he was willing to give us the living water. The jug of water. The jug of water is pouring down. There's more. You'll have to watch and see where he's pouring the water down to. Okay. That's exciting. So all of the star names would tell you this, but I'm not going through the star names because we're trying to get this done in a reasonable time. So let's go on to seven. Pisces, two fish that are bound together. There again, it's Christians. At the second coming, how many different groups of Christians will there be? Christians. Those that are dead and those that are alive. Look at the way the fish are. One is laying down and one is up. Is God a great illustrator? I thought that was amazing. So he was willing to fight our battle, to die and raise, to give us living water so that we could be his Christian fish. And number eight, Aries the ram. Can I have a question? Okay. Where I've got a book. Maybe I better get it out. Where was the sun when Jesus died on the cross? Where was the sun when Jesus died on the cross? Well, the story tells us that he was willing to die, that he was going to die for our sins here so that we could live. But this is the actual one that represents the ram when Abraham caught a ram instead of Isaac, it's right in here. So the sun literally was here in Aries the ram when Christ died. And here's what one book says. In the name, some of the names of the stars in Aries is Elnath, which means the wounded or slain. Another star is Sheraton, which means bruised. And a notable star, Mesertrim, means the bound. About the time of exodus of Israel from Egypt, the sun entered Aries on the 14th day of the Jewish month of Nisan. So the sun entered Aries at Passover. But then it says, remember Calvary? In the supernatural darkness of Calvary, people who looked for the sun would see instead Elnath and Sheraton, which had witnessed at a very hour from millenniums past but probably few people alive in that day knew their prophetic significance. So those two stars in the darkness, when it became dark around the cross, to see two bright stars 
Elnath and Sheraton. And what did those two stars mean? The wounded or slain and the bruised. Isn't that amazing how the star names literally foretold that? I have one more question. Where was the sun when Jesus was born? Virgo. They have starry pro, night pro, um, computer programs now that you can move the night sky back to what it was like many years ago. And we have a friend that has literally done it. And to see that that's where the, star, the, the sun was in Virgo at the time when Christ would have been born in right the fall in the of the year. Right in the belly. So there's so much that God has written that I don't know about you, but I didn't know any of this few years ago and it's been so fascinating to realize that God we always know that his nature is his second book mm-hmm. but we have to learn how to read it all right let's go on to number nine Taurus the bull bulls are real slow when they move around especially in front of something red right no the verse Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his work shall be. Revelation 22:12. So the bull represents the second coming that we know will be quick. So, what's one? Virgo, the virgin. Two? Libra, the scales. Three? Scorpio, the scorpion. Four? Sagittarius, the horseman. Five? Capricorn, the goatfish. Six. Aquarius, the waterman. Seven. Pisces, two fish bound. Eight. Aries, Aries the, the ram. ram. Nine. Taurus, Taurus the, the bull. bull. All right. So, Mary had a son that was willing to pay the price to fight our battle, to die, to give us living water so that we would be ready for, accept his sacrifice and ready for the second coming. After the second coming, are we going to be like our Savior? We will become just like him. And twins, Gemini the twins, Lord and Savior, um, Savior, Redeemer, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. It's dual titles. But it's also... We want to become just like him. And we will. Okay, so 11 is cancer, the crab. The words for these are being bound, being held secure. Crabs protect the little ones with their claws. The older pictures, there's pretty good proof that it used to be a sheepfold, which would make more sense in the Bible story. But it's the same meaning, being held safe and secure. After the second coming, where are we going to become just like him and be held safe and secure for a thousand years? Mm-hmm. In the holy city. In the holy city. And after the thousand years, Leo, the lion from the tribe of Judah, will come to put an end to sin once and for all. So what have I just told you? The gospel. The plan of salvation, the gospel, the great controversy, 
it's, it's there in the sky written for us. So now does Psalms 19 mean more? Can you hear language coming from all those different constellations? So we thought that was pretty amazing. But the story's not over because what does God tell us? That there is to be two or three witnesses. For a thing to be established, there are to be two or three witnesses. So God works with his own rules. Each one of these constellations has three deacons. They're called deacons. They have witnesses. So I'm going to go over 36 more. So here's the text for different witnesses. There's lots of texts yes, in the Bible. Are. Deuteronomy 17.6 and 19.15. All right. So we're going to take a little tour and turn around. Are you? My way, and I come Okay. Down the aisle. Here we go. Surprise, there's more. So I just gave you okay, the, the main line, but Bob gets the fun of going through all the, the deacons. Now, these deacons are located according to the constellation. <coughs> these two are above Virgo in the sky, and this one's below Virgo. So if you find here, you'll find these in order. If you find here, you can find Coma. Oh, Coma, look, a lady with a baby. She's having a baby. Her child will grow up to be a great shepherd, Butez. He has a sickle to reap someday, and he has a staff with him. So her child will be a great shepherd, Butez. And Arcturus, our nearest star, is in his leg. Down below Virgo, we have Centaurus. Centaurus has a dual nature as well, God and man. But he's mainly her son grows up to be not only a shepherd, but our warrior who will fight for us. Now, Libra is all about the price paid. Down below Libra, we have a wolf called Lupus. Lupus is a dying wolf. He's actually offering himself. And below Lupus, look, there it is, the Southern Cross, where Jesus died, the cross of Christ. So we have price paid. Because the Son of God paid such a great price, God gives him the great crown, corona. Crown him with many crowns. This is the crown he deserves for paying the price. Now we get into the great controversy battle with Scorpio. This whole scene here is battle, good and evil. Look, above Scorpio, we have a warrior named Ophicus. And Ophicus is wrestling with serpents. These are two deacons. He's wrestling with serpents, evil. In the sky, serpent's mouth is open wide to get the crown. And above Ophicus, Hercules, boys, Hercules, yes. Hercules has a club, and he is facing Draco. There's a dragon, the great red dragon. Draco is in the war. But in this picture of war, we have a harp. A harp is making music and praising God. Why? Lyra, the harp, is praising God because the warriors are winning the battle. And also, is music a weapon against evil? Yes, praise is a weapon in the fight against evil. So this is the great controversy. And down here, we have Era an upside-down altar which is poured out 
on evil, be poured out on Draco, to pour out hot coals. Now we go to sacrifice again. We'll leave the battle behind. Let's go to the sacrifice of Capricorn. Oh, look, up here is an arrow called Sagita. Sagita is the arrow that pierced Christ's heart of the judgment against sin. He became the curse, right? It's the arrow against sin. It pierced his heart. And here is Aquila. We don't have a picture of the dying eagle, Aquila. But she's going down just like Lupus, offering herself a dying eagle, Aquila. So these are death. But here we have Delphinius, the dolphin. She's coming up out of the water. Delphinius is great. She represents the resurrection of Christ coming up. So we have death and resurrection. Now Aquarius. Aquarius is going to pour that water. But where does it go? It goes to a large fish, a big fish, Piscus. Piscus is not Pisces, it's Piscus. It's a large fish with an open mouth and the water is going into the people of God. All of us receive the living water. We all receive every day the living water into the fish. Now these two are the promise of the second coming, but they're not like Taurus because Cygnus is a swan. Cygnus looks like a big cross in the sky, the pattern. But she's more like a Canadian goose because Cygnus migrates. She goes and she comes. And she goes and she comes. And I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again to receive you that where I am, you may be also. It's a coming and going promise of Christ coming. And Pegasus on the great white horse is the promise of the second coming. The winged horse means he comes quickly and he rides the white horse in Revelation, doesn't he? Pegasus, great. Now God is very honest with us and true about God, God's people on earth and their condition because they're in persecution. Have they not been persecuted throughout the ages, millenniums? Yes. Above Pisces, we have Andromeda. Andromeda is a woman. A woman is a church of God, and she's chained by her wrist and her ankles to the wall. So God pictures his woman persecuted throughout the ages. She's chained. Who will help her? King Cepheus will help her. Here he is. He's got his eye on her, and he will help her, the king. And these two are bound. See, these fish are bound. So God's people are in trouble and depicted here, tribulation. Now, Cetus is a great sea monster below here, Aries. This is a very large constellation. And this band is attached to his back. It's like Cetus drags these fish around. And who's going to help us? This great evil monster is dragging us around on this world. Persicus is a warrior and he has a sword and he will sever the bands of Pisces and set us free. And Persicus has the medulla head. Sometimes you've seen it in, um, in the Greek with snake hair, the medulla, medusa with snake hair. Actually, the star name means Goliath. And the star is right in the forehead of Medusa where Goliath was hit. And this is, the, what did David do with the head? He cut it off, and what did he do with it? He carried it around. So this is also in the warrior here of David. 
Now we go from bound to bride. Cassiopeia. Have you seen the W in the sky? That W? That's her chair. She's sitting on her chair with a mirror brushing her hair. It's the bride getting ready for her wedding. We like it. We go from bound to bride, the bride of Christ. Now let's go to the second coming, Carolyn. Taurus. Well, where is he? Where's Orion? There he is, right below Taurus, where he belongs. Second coming, Orion, facing Cetus, the sea monster, with a sword and a club. And below Orion, the three-star belt, is the nebula, where Jesus would come through the nebula of Orion. The great tunnel that leads into heaven. Above Orion is Auriga. Above Taurus, Auriga. Auriga is a charioteer, and he's holding two young goats near him. Because the story is, as Taurus rushes through the heavens, great and terrible is the day of the Lord. As he rushes through the heavens, Auriga holds the young believers close. Don't be afraid in the day of the Lord. God has you, holds you close. Down here we have a river of fire called Eridanus. At the end of the millennium, which we're coming to, there's a river of fire which will burn the world up, right? And destroy all evil and sin. Eridanus is a large river of fire. Just like Era, the altar burnt upside down. Let's move on, Carolyn, and go to Gemini, the twins. Now we have two dogs, two twins, two, two dogs. Canis major, Canis minor. And what are these dogs? Well, they mean the same as Gemini, Lord and Savior. Okay, King and Redeemer. So they mean the same as Gemini. But look, there's a rabbit. The legend goes that, that the rabbits capture Lepus the hare and lay him at the foot of Orion the hunter. So this is a bad hare. He's evil, Lepus. So thereafter, does God know the dogs chase rabbits? Boys, he knows that. He's got two dogs chasing a rabbit. And to lay him at the feet of Orion. Now we go to enclosure of God's people during millennium. Safety. Let's go up here to Ursa Major, Ursa Minor. Big bear, little bear. But what do they mean? Oh, look. There they are. The Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. And the Big Bear is the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper leading to the North Star. But what do they mean? When I say the biggest dip, there are two classes of Christians when Jesus comes. Remember? Who are they? The greatest group to go to heaven are dead. By far, the greatest amount of millions of people are dead. They're the big dip, I call it. The big dip. The smaller group to go are. They're going to be translated, right? Translated, the little dipper. And the North Star is in the little dipper, is in Ursa Minor, is in the end time. The North Star is shining at the end time. Isn't that right awesome? There for us. Now in closure, I love this, our goal is a ship. The people of God are on a ship going to the heavenly harbor, are we not? We're on a voyage, and sometimes we go through stormy water. Sometimes peaceful, beautiful days. When storms, we're on a ship, Argo, going to the heavenly harbor. It's enclosure. It's safety. 
Now we come to the end of the story. Down here we have Hydra. Hydra's a serpent, another serpent. The Hydra's very long. She goes across the horizon, near the horizon, a third of the sky. Hydra takes. That remind you of something? He took a third of the angels. Hydra takes a third of the horizon, very long. But upon Hydra, his crater, God's cup of wrath being poured out. And it's right on top of Hydra in the heavens. This crow, Corvus, is right on top of Hydra, devouring Hydra, eating her up. So evil is being destroyed with the river of fire. Evil will be gone, and who will be left? Leo, the lion of the tribe of Judah, will reign forever and ever. King, right? Our Savior and King. And that's the end of the story. Now we've covered all these main ones and deacons to tell you the gospel in the constellation. Maybe I ought to share how they can see. Carolyn, please. <coughs> In these modern days, it's nice to use some of the things for good. If you're like us, we knew the Big Dipper, Little Dipper, Orion. But some of the other ones, I couldn't have found them out. And we'd go out at night once we learned this. But we want to go see this in the sky and be able to say, oh, there, and think of what it means. Yes. <coughs> so we went on, and someone recommended Star Tracker. This is an Android phone. Star Tracker. And it actually shows you the stars and draws the picture of what we have up here. And so you can point this. Oh, I want to know what that star is. Point it, and it'll take you right to it, and it'll show you on the phone what that constellation is. It's great. It's and so great. if you want to look at it up close after, more than welcome. But that's yeah. helped us a lot easier than those charts that you have to have a flashlight and turn our right handout we give you has this chart on it with all of them on it but some people like to take a picture of this after service we'll leave it open they just snap a picture of it as well we have a song are we ready for our song well, I think we could Okay. Tell them about the song. Well, let me tell you about the song. Because our musicians are coming up. <coughs> I did this for a week of prayer at school. Well, let's we tell them this. We did this also for Oshkosh. Oh, yeah. Any Pathfinder people? We taught over 800 at Oshkosh. And the kids were amazed. They, they loved, loved it. it. Our class was constantly full. I don't I mean, we were busy. But it was amazing. But for week of prayer, you always have to have a theme song. So I said, the teacher and I said, Bob, we've got to have a theme song. What can you do? You're good at writing. So I'm racking my brain trying to find a good melody. And I couldn't fit anything with the words and the pictures and praying and, and thinking. And I, try, I played a tried do Lord. And I got a home in Glory Land. It started to come together. So our closing song is to the tune of Do Lord. But we're going to sing about these constellations as we sing down. it. We've got to wait till we get the, hands, the <laughs> words out. Because it's not Do Lord that you know. 
You check your memory out on this one. While you're doing that, a young lady came up Here's to me in Oshkosh. She was in college, and she stood by this real yep. close, and she said, in college, I study the Greek Odyssey, she said, and it's so good to hear the other side. Tell them about the other said, man that came. There was another man that From came, Washington. and he grew up all his life. His mother was a medium. His aunt. Aunt was a medium of the occult. And he knew all his horoscope and zodiac thing all his life. And uh, he said, this was worth my trip from Washington, D.C. to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. This was worth my trip. You need to take this to general conference session. I'll go with you. And he went through twice this. And um, he, was, he was just so thankful. Yeah. All right, all right, let's try it. Tune. Right. Are she gonna play too? We have an intro. There's an ecliptic line that's up top for the sun. There's an ecliptic line that's up top for the sun. There's an ecliptic line that's up before the sun, way beyond the blue. Virgo, the virgin with the branch and the sea. Libra, the scales, he paid the price for me. Scorpio, the scorpion, someday he will not be. Way beyond the blue. Sagittarius, the horseman, is human and divine. Capricorn, the goatfish, my savior, he is mine. Aquarius, the waterman, pours water all the time. Way beyond the blue. Pisces, the bound fish, the dead and living race. Aries, the ram, gave his life and we are saved. Taurus, the bull, the Lord is coming. Hooray, way beyond the blue. Gemini, the twins, are my Lord and Savior both. Cancer, the crab, keeps us safe and holds us close. Leo, the lion, will rule the stories close. Way beyond the blue. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Father, you're awesome. What you have done in the heavens giving us these constellations are not horoscope zodiac. They are the great controversy of what's happening on earth. That we can see that Adam knew them, Enoch, Moat, Noah, they all knew the truth, Lord, and could even tell the names of the stars and their meaning. And it's come down to us to give us hope in the end time that this story will close as it is written in the heavens and in thy book. 
In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. Now I've got a question for you. If someone talked to you about the horoscope or the zodiac, their sign, would you be able to change the conversation? Would that be hard to do? No. Okay, there's one more thing you'd let me skip. Why would I show you a picture of the Sphinx? What would the Sphinx have to do with what we've told you about? A cat? A dog? Yes. Yes. It's a combination. It's Egyptian. What's the main animal below the, the lion. lion's body? So, so where's, lion. where's my circle? Where's my circle? Here it is. Between, there is an Egyptian temple, temple in Egypt that between number 1 and 12 have this picture. This picture. Why? This is a circle. Where do you start on the circle to read the story? On number 1. So that's, they say, is why this is there. You start at the head with the human giving birth to a human. And you end with Leo the lion. Isn't that amazing? They knew. They knew. They knew. It. They knew. So go and spread the good news. <laughs> we have your hand out. I'll pick up the blue ones. I got some copies. If you want one, I have a copy of it if you really want a copy. That's okay. Okay, I will go get them. <laughs> 